2: Hey, Mark. Hi, Liz. Hey, Betty. I hope y'all are having a great New Year. Mm-hmm. Everything is really great around here, and we got a message from. I'm just jumping right into it. Do it. And Mark's not even warmed up. I'm like, here I go. Right. We got a message from one of one of my favorite followers of our. Her name is Deborah Marshall, and she's from Australia. And she reminded me of something that I didn't think about when we were talking about. Camilla Parker Bowles <laughs> right. and giving her and Prince Charles a hard time. She wanted me and, and she's wisely wanted me to remember that they're real people and to be careful of misinformation. Mm-hmm. And what I knew but had neglected to mention is that Charles had dated or hung out at least with Camilla before she was a married woman. I said the reason she couldn't get married to him because she was divorced. right? But it was more than that. It was actually that she wasn't an aristocrat. She Uh-oh. was a commoner, I guess. Oh, okay. So he could have never married her. Also, what Deborah doesn't mention, and what one of the reasons why I didn't bring it up, but here we go, <laughs> is that she was considered for her era promiscuous. Really? I would consider her a normal woman right. with natural feelings. <laughs> but back then, that was frowned upon, and he couldn't have married her because you at least have to have the image of a virgin. Right. Whatever. I agree. So dumb. Poor Camilla. So that actually gave me remembering that and thinking about what Deborah sent me gave me kind of compassion for her because she was just living her life.
1: She she is a human. She she was. was, That's a great point. She was loud, large,
2: and he was very attracted to her. Probably very bright, sexy little Mm -hmm. light. He just Mm -hmm. couldn't Mm -hmm. have her, and then it all just went to chaos after that. So I wanted Deborah to um, get her two cents in because it was wise and smart. Good. Before we get started, I. This something I found something interesting. I was listening to NPR right before Christmas, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the new Barry Manilow musical that's on Broadway. Broadway. Have you heard of this? I have. It's called Harmony, and it got my attention because I love Barry Manilow. You know his fans are fanilows.
1: Uh, <laughs> I love that.
2: It's probably better than Josh Groban's. His are grobanites.
1: Gro- grobanites.
2: <laughs> yes. Sounds like a
1: Superman it, like Kryptonite.
2: It does sound like something you don't want. Like oh god, I've got grobanites, grobanites. again. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's that awful? <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to look up what the plot of this musical was, and it reminded me of something that you and I have talked about. And this is based on a true story of a group of men who were an all-male German harmony ensemble called the Comedian Harmonists. They were internationally famous, and they performed mainly between 1928 and 1934 as one of the most successful musical groups in Europe before World War II. The hallmark of the Comedian Harmonists pharmacists was its members' ability to blend their voices together so that the individual singers could appear and disappear back into Hmm. the vocal texture. (gasps) Hmm. So it's kind of like pentatonics. Have you heard of them? No. It's kind of like that group today, but it's an a cappella group from what I understand. Its repertoire was wide, ranging from folk and classical songs to appealing and witty popular songs of the day. Here's the kicker and why I'm bringing this up. They were inspired by jazz artists, and we know Hitler, didn't like that because mm-hmm. jazz was mainly an African American and blues, you know, thing. And 3 of the group's members were either Jewish or of Jewish descent. So they had problems. Another one had married a Jewish woman. And as the Nazis progressively made the group's professional life more difficult, first of all, they were banning Jewish composers and finally prohibiting Jewish people from performing in public at all. So the group's last concert in Germany was in Hanover on March 25th of 1934. And after that, they sailed to the United States and they gave several concerts. But they, you know, America wasn't... You could They couldn't just come to America and defect. Mm-hmm. You had back then, right, I guess it was either Coolidge or was it Herbert Hoover, but they had started doing quotas on who could come from Only what country. so many? Mm-hmm. So like you would have a certain percentage of your population could immigrate to the United States in a, in a given year. Mm. So England, France, you know, they would have had huge numbers, but you get into those South and Southeastern Europeans mm-hmm. where they barely gave them any mm-hmm. quota numbers at all because mm-hmm. they were just trying to bring over the immigrants they wanted. Mm. So just because these guys had a tourist visa and could come here and perform, they couldn't stay. So they were afraid if they did stay, they'd end up in an internment camp. So they turned right around and went back to Europe in 1934. Wow. Which is a real rough time.
1: Yeah, to go back.
2: Mhm. And it makes me sad that they would have been faced with internment if they stayed. And sadly in 1938 Roosevelt will start getting more wind of these dangerous things that are happening to people in Mm. Germany Mm. and uh, in that year he says that anyone who has a tourist visa can stay in America wow Uh, in 1938
1: that's wild yeah he
2: said he couldn't do or he wouldn't do anything about the quota numbers anyway Mm. these guys got back to Europe and they kind of split up and had to go their separate ways to hide Uh from the Nazis and the group were largely forgotten until filmmaker some guy I can't pronounce created a four hour black and white television television documentary in 1975 and interviewed the surviving members and what their lives were like and how they had to run from the nazis and that caused a resurgence of interest in the comedian harmonists and now here they are their story will be told again on broadway by barry manilow oh is that right
1: is that what it's
2: all about that's what harmony is all about this group of men
1: oh you brought that around yeah
2: I mean, yeah, that's that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 1979, two of the surviving members received a certificate and a trophy, which is another German word I cannot pronounce, but it was a huge German music award Mm -hmm. that um, some of them got posthumously. Good. So yeah, at least two of them were alive to say like, hey, they like me. They really like me. (laughs) Right. Thank you, Saturday Field. Um, So I have a little bit of their music and I will play that for you guys right now. Welcome to My Grandma's Diaries. This is Deborah from Queensland in Australia, and you're listening to My Grandma's Diaries. We're going to recap episode twenty-nine. In last week's episode, Elizabeth turned nineteen years old. Francis got a job selling what we believe is Avon so that was we learned a lot about Avon Bob Drum's dad died and didn't even get a mention in the diary so that's definitely not going to be your grandfather and it ended with Elizabeth and Jack spending some more time together but then she and Jack had a bunch of friends who went down to one of those holes mm-hmm. They went swimming and the next day she was supposed to have a date with Jack but she blew him off uh-huh. to go hang out with her friends again uh-huh. so she's not feeling the Jack love that mm-hmm. she was feeling in earlier mm-hmm. episodes so I don't know
1: but it flip flops she's a flip flopper
2: and he's a flip-flopper and he's a,
1: yeah oh my god yeah
2: yeah he's uh yeah so we will find out if their love can survive all the swimming holes <laughs> <laughs> july 1st 1936 after supper i walked to town with francis and mother and leon who went to church i went to mary ellen's mary ellen's mother and dad took us girls out to the rendezvous the boys came later mary ellen walked part of the way home with me Edna said Ted took Jenny to advance last night. Well, I don't know who this Jenny is and I don't know who Edna is because I mm-hmm. can't find them. I, I just think it's so weird that I can't find these people like I could so easily find people in Bell or even yeah. in Step Rock.
1: Now, how many people, again, live in Marble Hill?
2: 421. That's
1: just odd. Yes. But, right. but
2: they're right next to Lutesville, which is right mm-hmm. next to Advance, which is right next to Glen uh. Allen. So sometimes I just look in Bollinger County, Right. but even Bollinger County doesn't encapsulate all these little towns I mean, it's crazy. Huh. I know. So I don't. Maybe I need to look at a better map and start searching even more counties. Mm. Anyway, we remember Ted because Ted was Lester Francis, whose dad was in the hospital, and he's kind of vying for Elizabeth's mm-hmm. attention right now. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't find out what his real name was until we found his sister Wilda Lou. Remember that, <laughs> yeah. that? How can you forget that name? Cindy. Yeah. So, but Ted's been taking Elizabeth out lately. Yeah. That's been her rebound but during he, this whole Jack thing. He's but jealous. now. He's taken out Jenny. Uh. So now Ted's... Taking out other girls Doing Jenny
1: on the block Yeah
2: (laughs) Exactly So I think that's weird But And then what's even more Interesting to me Edna and Jenny And a lot of these Other names we're encountering Mm -hmm. We know that Elizabeth Will eventually end up Living in Marble Hill As a married woman Mm -hmm. And I never hear These names mentioned again Is that
1: right? I wonder It's
2: like they don't Stay her friends Like she has She has the friends Of the guy she's seeing Mm -hmm. And if she's not Seeing that guy She's not seeing His friends anymore (laughs) It's, (laughs) It's just weird I guess they just Ran around in little clicks Yeah July 3, 1936. After dinner, Francis and I went to Mr. Newell's funeral. He died yesterday morning. Then we went to town and paid the bills. Daddy came home about five, went to Maxine's with Dot. Mary Ellen was there. We went to the ice cream social, got Francis, and I took mother and dad to Lutesville. Saw Ted with Edna. Went back to town, went out to the rendezvous with a bunch of kids, came back up to the college and danced and acted silly, was with Kelly. Okay, so uh-huh. Edna told her that
1: Ted uh-huh. was with Jenny, and right. now
2: Ted's with Edna. Whoa. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> what
2: is going on? But this Mr. Newell is not Mary-Kate Newell's mm-hmm. dad. We talk about Mary-Kate mm-hmm. a whole bunch. What's interesting, though, remember their house burned down? Oh, right. And Mary-Kate was described as their adopted daughter, Correct. which I took yeah. great offense to. Right. But when I was looking it up in the census to see if this was her father who yeah. had passed away, it was not. But then I saw that her mom's going to die in 1938. Oh. So at this diary entry, she only has two, two more, more years. years left with her mom, and she doesn't know it. Oh, dear. I know, but I don't know who this other Mr. Newell is, so there you have it, Life in Marble Hill. July 4th, 1936. I just ran around in the car all morning, doing errands and so forth. After dinner, I got Maxine's hat at Cats. All of the family went to Cape to see the show. They had a stage show, too. We got our supper and ate it in the yard, and then went to the park where there was a picnic. Gee, there was a crowd. There were fireworks at 9.30... They certainly were pretty. And after they were over, we came home and ate the rest of the ice cream we had for dinner. It has been a pleasant day, not hot at all. July 6th, 1936. Got a letter from Jack today. Is this when Jack was going off to that one month? Yes. Yes, right. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what what,
1: what do we figure out where he was going?
2: we what, what, we knew where I think I said it in the last episode what. but we don't know what he's right. doing it was like the CPJC mm-hmm. or the CWJC but something with JC at the yeah, end right. so we don't know what he's going to for a month but right. he wrote her a letter he wrote
1: her a letter that's what counts
2: so he's not forgetting about her mm-hmm. July 7th 1936 after supper I bathed and we went to town everyone was down we all went to the rendezvous "'Francis and I came back with Kelly. "'We picked up Walt and Mary Lee and took them riding. "'July 11th, 1936. "'Helped with the work and tried to keep cool this morning. "'Just lay around all afternoon. "'Jack called a little after four. "'He had just come up. "'Francis and I cleaned up and all went down to Mrs. Harker's. "'I feel so sorry for her. "'Mr. Harker looked so natural at his funeral.' After supper, Jack came up in the car. We talked to the folks, then picked up John and LH downtown, took them to Grace's and Jenny's, sat in the yard and talked to his folks, walked to town, ate ice cream and drank Coke, came home and sat on the porch. Um, that's not a month, and Jack is already back. He hasn't mm. been gone a whole month. Has he not? Maybe he gets to come home on the weekends? Mm-hmm. I don't know what day of the week this is. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Hey, Alexa. What day is July eleventh, nineteen thirty six? July eleventh, nineteen thirty six, was on a Saturday.
1: Oh, oh, there okay. you go. He was home for the weekend. Hey, <laughs> Thanks, Alexa. <laughs> yeah,
2: what would we do without? Her? If
1: only Elizabeth and Jack would know that we just could do that oh, right now.
2: I know. I mean, it's even like when I was a kid, it was so Jetsons right. that you could just go to a machine and hit a button and it would cook your food. Right. I mean, we didn't even have a microwave when I was a little kid. We didn't get a microwave until the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it was huge. It was mm-hmm. like the size of a big screen TV.
1: Absolutely. It was. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah. And talking on the phone while seeing people in the uh, Jetsons was so far fetched. Yes. Now it's just like. You know, it's what we do every it's day. what we do.
2: I know. I mean, I can't even talk to my daughter without it's, seeing her pretty face. Yeah. I mean, we FaceTime constantly. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, I know. Anyway, I don't know who Mr. Harker is, uh-huh. and I don't know anything about his funeral. Mm. I, wa- I walked up and down no the clue. streets of the census. Mm-hmm. But she says Mrs. Francis Harker. and I cleaned up and went down to Mrs. Harker's. So she's not far. They didn't say we went to yeah, Louisville yeah. to see her. She's mm-hmm. in Marble Hill, but she's not on the census. It, God.
1: Well, you were also in 1936, and the last census was 1930. Absolutely, Am I
2: right? yes, a hundred percent. So maybe they just Six moved there, later. and yeah. then he died. Right. I just. I mean. I yeah. I I didn't think of Marble Hill as being so transient, though. Uh-huh. But I feel like that happens a lot when I do these Interesting. searches. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the railroads. Exactly. People That's coming what I was and going. Say. Mm-hmm. July thirteenth, nineteen thirty six. Didn't do much, but try to keep cool. We're honestly having the hottest weather ever. It was one hundred and eleven degrees in the shade today. Lay around and then went to the library after dinner. Fixed a lot of books, but only had one customer, so came home early. After supper, I lay out in the yard. We've all been sleeping on the back porch. Because it's so hot? Well, I did that as a kid because my, my dad wouldn't turn on the air conditioning. Right. Yeah, Because he was so penny pinching, uh-huh. I guess is a nice way to say it. Uh, but yeah, I used to sleep on the porch all the time. It would just be so hot. Yeah, yeah. We used to wet uh, like a hand towel and I would lay it across my chest wow. so that the fan blowing would make the towel feel cold wow. on me. Wow. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it was modern day. We had air conditioning. It was, mm-hmm. But anyway.
1: Uh 111 is really hot Yes In the shade Yes, it definitely
2: is Yeah, they're having a bad heat wave July 14th, 1936 Another hot day It was 114 today It's almost unbearable People are dying Jack came just as we were trying to put out a big washing He said he'd be back We washed several things I cleaned up and Jack came He brought me a sofa pillow top from the camp It has a sweetheart verse on it. We sat in the yard, went down to Maxine's, stayed in Allen's for a while, came and sat in the swing. He Aww. brought her a pillow top from the camp. What in the world camp has he gone to yeah. that there were embroidered sweetheart Seriously? pillow tops for sale?
1: <laughs> Maybe it was the nudist camp up in Bell that <laughs> yeah, we talked about.
2: That's right. <laughs> yeah, and the women are like, I also embroider right. while I'm naked. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> but isn't Ouch. it interesting because they just had that record setting? Cold mm-hmm. snap, mm-hmm. and that had made the paper. And this heat wave was making the newspapers as well. I saw all about it when oh, I was really? googling news, oh. and it was all over what they called the breadbasket of America.
1: I've never heard of that.
2: Um, it's the Midwest, mm-hmm. I guess. It's where you grow a lot of wheat. Is yeah, that why probably. They call it, is that yeah, there? I have but heard of that. Actually. It was even up in, uh, as my daughter used to call it, Canada. Canada. Um, but because they even in Canada they were getting reports of 112 degrees wow. in Canada. Yeah, right. And then I found this news article from Chicago on July 11th, and it said weather forecasters have predicted today a break in the heat wave in the northwest by tonight, with the cooler air later spreading eastward. Today was the ninth day of high temperatures in the Middle West. The fatality table showed 370 deaths from the heat during the present spell, and drowning accounted for 75 more.
1: Why? Oh, because they're people trying are to, swimming go swimming. to cool down.
2: That's what I'm thinking. Uh, and then they can't swim and they get.
1: Oh, dear. But of course, that's it's Chicago,
2: people. so that was the Great Lakes. And aren't they? Oh, they well, can yeah. have dangerous Do they have currents? Probably. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's not like a hole in yeah. uh, Marble Hill.
2: But even Baltimore was reporting degrees of 108.
1: That is really hot. Yes. I mean, 114. Yeah. Uh
2: And 98 in Asheville, North Carolina, which we're real close to. Yeah. So isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is
1: crazy. I'll Mm -hmm. bet people were dying. Yeah.
2: Philadelphia was hitting 104 God, crazy. Oh, and then this was so cool. So I found this article and I just took a little screenshot of it. And Mm -hmm. lucky me, I screenshotted it in just a way that the next headline underneath it, I captured it. But I hadn't really paid attention Mm -hmm. to it until when I was putting it in this podcast. And it says under the next article said many sleep in theaters. And I was like, right, Mm. because buildings were starting to get air conditioning in the 1920s and 1925s. Mm. And so this is that's why wow. people would go to the movies so Neat. much in the summertime sure. it's the only place you could cool down
1: and sleep in them
2: yeah and I think uh, I looked up most theaters will end up being completely air conditioned by the 1950s okay so it took 25 years right. can you imagine going to the movies in, in 1940 not, yeah. and there's no air conditioning yeah,
1: that's miserable yeah oh my god there's such big buildings though you know true that's Heat the reason i bet
2: mm-hmm. oh gosh yeah that's true but anyway I thought that was interesting July 15th, 1936. This afternoon I rested a while. The heat wave broke and it rained a little. Mary Kate came by after supper. We talked to mother a while. Then Francis and I went to town. Walked to Lutesville singing all the way. Went to wards and ate. Ted asked us to go riding. Mary Ellen was with him. He got us dates. I was with Kelly. We all went to the rendezvous after we left and played hide and seek with the wards bunch. Okay, Uh so Ted that she's been going out with is now going out with Mary Ellen and ran into Elizabeth and Francis and said, hey, let's go out. I'll find dates for you. (laughs) If I were Elizabeth, I'd be like, excuse you. (laughs) I used to be your date. Yeah, but she this is like the third time she's mentioned this Kelly fellow Mm -hmm. can't find him. Really? Nope. I have no idea who Kelly Uh is. So I think that's unfortunate because she liked him enough to go out with him a couple times.
1: And that's his first name, right?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. I guess. I would imagine.
1: Yeah. I don't don't really uh know
2: her to call people...
1: By their last names, except the Lintners. Went over to Lintners' house.
2: Yes. If she's mentioning a family, Uh yeah, for sure. She Uh doesn't say... The
1: Lintner. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. July 16th, 1936. Lucille and Irving went to Kentucky and were married. Leon came home from Lutesville and said Ted might call me to go to the show with him if he thought I didn't have a date. It stormed about six. I'll bet Ted starts going with Mary Ellen now. He thinks I want to go with Jack all the time. Why doesn't he just ask me? Oh. Okay, Lucille and Irving mm-hmm. went to Kentucky and were married. Mm-hmm. But this is not Lucille Barker from next door. Mm. Because she, we know who she marries, because when I did her thing, it was somebody, and she gets married. I don't think this is Lucille. This is not
1: the same Lucille?
2: You know, I might have to do a Liz from the Mm -hmm. editing booth if I go back and look that up and find out I'm wrong. But Uh I don't think that's Lucille Barker. So now that tells me there are two Two. Lucilles in this story. So which Lucille was dating Jack? Because remember, Mm -hmm. just last episode, he's dating Lucille. And now, well, we thought, because I thought that was only Lucille in town. Yeah. If there are two... Which one did he date, and who did he date just a month ago who's now getting married? Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. in the world? Yeah. Anyway, so Ted's jealous. He thinks she only likes Jack. We also think she only likes Jack, just Jack isn't necessarily playing along, except for that sweetheart Mm -hmm. pillow top, but (laughs) I think that's cute. That's a cute little Mm entry. July 17th, 1936. Frances came home from work today and said she had talked to Ted. He, Mary Ellen, Francis, and Boots are going out with some more kids tonight. We went to Lutesville, and I got a knife from Ted for Dad's birthday tomorrow. Francis and I went to town with Mother. I went to work at 7.30 for Maxine until 12 when she came in. Unc was going to bring me home, but Ted was there, so I came home with him. Ho-hum. July 18, 1936. Baked a birthday cake for Dad and ran errands in the car all morning. Mary-Kate came by tonight and Francis and I went to town with her. I had cried on the porch because I was so blue and felt mistreated. Sat with the rest of the bunch downtown. Jack came by and took me riding. We rode to Glen Allen and around. We talked very crazily about marriage. Such fun. Yeah, so... I, I that little ho hum mm-hmm. like oh okay yeah. Ted's here he hasn't really dated me doesn't really ask me out and but now Jack and her are talking marriage
1: uh, that was quick
2: it, that is super quick hmm. I guess that month away or not month or is maybe this is a weekend oh this right. is a weekend again because the other it? one was the eleventh so this is for the
1: <laughs> to see her and talk about marriage and talk
2: about marriage
1: yep interesting. They're separate. Now they love each other.
2: Yeah. Let's see what happens next week. When they're week. together. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. July 19th, 1936. Francis and I were walking home from Sunday school and heard that Ivan and Kat had run off and married last night. We were all astounded. Saw them downtown. Lucille brought us home. OK, everybody get married and not only but running off and getting married. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with these people that they can't go to their mama and daddy <laughs> and say, let's go down to the church next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. My mom got married on a Wednesday at the Presbyterian Church. Hm. Yeah, you know, back then you just you just, just got married. Right. But this is funny because this made the paper.
1: Oh, oh. Not,
2: I mean, obviously, even outside of Marble Hill, because I don't have a Marble Hill paper. But it says a past midnight wedding. Saturday evening, George I. Bidewell and Miss Kathleen Ann Gray, both of Marble Hill, were in Jackson late and obtained a marriage license, deputy recorder Medley being in town. A call was made at a certain parsonage, but the minister refused to leave his bed at that hour. So with the aid of friends, Squire John Putts was aroused from his slumber at 1.30 a.m., who was accommodating and who performed the ceremony. The young couple then departed to spend the week at Big Spring. The young people are among the prominent young set of the Bollinger County Twin Cities, and their marriage was quite a surprise to many out there. The groom is coach of the New Madrid schools, and his father is the cashier of the bank at Marble Hill. Well, you know, young love. Gotcha. Young love gets excited, <clears throat> and young love is ready, ready mm-hmm. to get married. Yeah, yeah. But okay, now, in just last episode, Jack had been going out with Cat.
1: Mm-hmm. So, this was just
2: a couple of months ago. And, and then um, Elizabeth was all excited because she said Kat had made up with Sam. Mm-hmm. And Kat even came in Sam's car to pick up her and Mary Ellen and take them riding. Flash forward one month later, and she's married to George I. Bidewell.
1: That is crazy.
2: You, I mean, that's like, it's like he wasn't even on the radar. Uh
1: huh. Uh huh.
2: Anyway, I am in contact with uh, Kat's daughter Mm -hmm. and she has given us that permission to use that beautiful picture that's already on our patreon Mm -hmm. right now so you can go take a look at the beautiful cat the mrs bidewell oh and i should do a wrap-up of cat
1: well we're not do we still see her in the or is she gone
2: she's not gone because she'll be on and off in the diary for forever but this would be the time to tell her life story so right, not a farewell like we do to the boys, but just a, a life wrap-up for Miss Kathleen. So Miss Kathleen Gray was born in nineteen nineteen in Missouri, but in nineteen twenty she and her family are living in Colorado. Her father Harry and her mom Fanny and her three siblings. Her dad was a laborer in a sugar factory in Colorado. But by 1930, they are in Lutesville, and he is a salesman. We know that Kathleen will marry Ivan in 1936 at 1.30 (laughs) a.m., and they will have three children of their own. Now, Kathleen is going to die in 2002, and I have her beautiful obituary here, and I wanted to read some of it for you guys. Kathleen Ann Gray Bidewell, a resident of Albuquerque since 1964, died Thursday, August 8, 2002, of injuries sustained in an automobile accident 88. (gasps) That's right. Kathleen is survived by her beloved husband and best friend of 66 years, George Ivan Bidewell. Also left behind are cherished children, Susan, David, and Jane Ann eight grandchildren, her sister Carmen, and an unaccountable number of true and loyal friends and family members in New Mexico, Missouri, and elsewhere. Kathleen's greatest accomplishment on this earth was being a wise and gentle wife and a mother whose unwavering Christian faith was an example for all to see. She also demonstrated her lifelong love of music in many ways, collection and performing Ozark folk songs, singing and playing the piano and other instruments for other to enjoy and glorify God with her many talents. Oh, so Kathleen lived a beautiful life and they actually had her cremated and they saved her memorial service for her birthday, which was October 13th. And I thought that's a beautiful way to celebrate her life. Her husband will live another 10 years. He lives to be the age of 110 two and in his obituary he is mentioned as a lover of books golf fishing birds and a seeker of knowledge and they just sound like the most lovely couple and I do have a picture of them from his find a grave and it looks like maybe a portrait that was painted of them I can't tell people's ages maybe in their 40s or 50s it's beautiful and that'll be in our gallery so that's myth Kathleen Hi, I'm Allison from McKinney, Texas, and you're listening to My Grandma's Diaries.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood f. down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless how to get 30 30 bit to get 30 bit to get 2020 bit to get 2020 to 20, get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promoting for new customers for a limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com
2: July 20th, 1936. Just kind of sat around this morning, went to the library, closed kind of early after numbering books, started to work at five. Bob and Bud came along in Bob's truck selling corn, stopped and talked a while, was almost late for work. Ted called and talked to me a while, then Bob called. Ted came up later and stayed until 1130. We decided to be great friends and nothing more but I think we can make a go of it. There's nothing like trying anyway. Here goes. Okay, so uh, Mark, Ted is not your grandfather. No, he's not. Yeah, I know. So let's talk about him. Ted Harley Francis was born on December 26th of 1909, and in June of 1938, so just two years from now, he will marry Nellie Baker. Hmm. In 1940, he's still living in Missouri and working for a hardware company. He's also listed as being 5'11 with blonde hair and blue eyes. Hmm. In 1945, they're living in Illinois, and he's working as a brake man. I don't know what that means. Hmm. Uh, For the railroad? Maybe. Brakes? I don't know. In the 1950 census, they're back in Bollinger County, but he doesn't have anything listed as a job. Hmm. But his wife, Nellie, is listed as the owner of a clothing store. So that was interesting. But soon after that, they move and they're living in New Mexico. And in 1963, I found an article about L.H. or Ted. L.H. Francis dies following auto accident. Uh. Lester Harley Francis, 53, yeah. who lived north of Las Cruces, died Monday after he was involved in a one-car accident at the junction of New Mexico 395, mm. of this west of the city. The coroner's jury ruled death by heart attack. Oh. Officers said the death would be included on the New Mexico highway death toll, and they said Mr. Francis's car left the road and struck a guard post. Oh, so kind of like who was that little tiny comedian? Who, oh
1: leslie jordan
2: who he had a heart attack and then died is that what car- happened to him yeah i didn't realize up, it, while he was in his car so yeah but mr francis had only been living in las cruces for two and a half years he was engaged in mobile home sales and it says he was survived by nelly and a son named michael and four mm. daughters so lots of kids lots of oh, grandkids but yeah 53. Two young, 53
1: yeah not good how old are you 53
2: (laughs) god could you imagine that'd be awful that you haven't lived enough
1: no that's not enough time no it's not oh that's sad july 21st
2: 1936 came by hopkins and ordered a pattern i got some cosmetics lh asked me to play tennis with him came home and changed clothes he came up and we went down to the court played a few games but i didn't win any sat and talked a long time Rested a little before I ate and went to work at five. Francis brought me a Coke. Jack called and came about eight. Ted called while he was there. I talked hateful to him. Jack stayed until 11. Well, so much for being those good friends.
1: Yeah, right.
2: (laughs) Poor Ted. But um, when I read the name L.H., that's L.H. Bess. That we met several episodes ago. Yeah. He never dated Elizabeth. Okay. So he's just a, uh, he's just a, what do they call it in uh, video games? A non-playable okay. character, an NPC. <laughs> Is
1: that right? Oh, no. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he's just uh, an NPC in this story (laughs) Yeah, an (laughs) NPC Um, But why did she talk so hateful to Ted? (laughs) Seriously, I've never heard her use
1: the word hate before I know hateful to Ted
2: Yes, isn't that all? But Jack stayed until 11 (laughs) Yeah, right These boys are staying kind of late I agree There at the phone office I wonder if Mm -hmm. lips are a wagon about that (laughs) July 22nd, 1936 Jack's mother was taken to the hospital Friday She has a tumor July 26, 1936. Boy, I felt sick when I got up this morning. Came home and lay around until Sunday school time. Got ready to go, but just couldn't make it. Leon brought me an aspirin and some water, and I felt better. Went to work at six. Jack called and then came over. Got us two Cokes and a Sprite. He asked me to run off and get married tomorrow night. He was really very serious, too. What in the wow. world? What? Wow. Running off and getting married?
1: These folks like These, to do that.
2: That's crazy. I like uh, a <laughs> note to any child of mine listening to this please don't <laughs> run off and get married. At least l- yeah. let me come, or right. at least tell me you're going to run tell off. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, elopement is fun, but why are they doing it? They that's I can't. Wild. they wild. She doesn't say that she said no.
1: Right she, right. she doesn't she say how she open, reacted right. she's
2: just like are you kidding me
1: he was serious too I bet if he said. showed
2: up the next well let's see let's find out what happens yeah, the next night Seriously. July 27th 1936 went to work early went by to get some olives and they made me so thirsty I drank all my water Jack called and said he had to work but he certainly would come up it was almost 9 when he got there he asked me if I would get married and keep it a secret.
1: Yeah. What? Wow. Keep it a secret? He loved her. He, he was falling in love. He
2: was falling in love. But why would you get married and then not tell I anybody? I agree.
1: Maybe they were too young. It's or like it I've a... always
2: said, if you got married and kept it a secret and then accidentally got yourself pregnant, yeah. then you'd have to say, no, 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 no. We, we really pregnant. got secretly I mean, married, married, married a month ago. And they're right. like, sure you did. <laughs> Right,
1: right. Not a good idea. I
2: don't think it's a good idea. No. I mean, I think if you're if you're willing to marry someone, you want to shout it from the rooftops, right. not like don't tell anybody. <laughs>
1: he, he probably wanted to snag her while while he could. She uh, was a good catch, maybe for other guys, and he just wanted to go ahead and you know.
2: And he's like, quit looking at Ted, quit looking at right. real Teeters. Lee, you know, don't and talk to those me. and Kelly, whoever the hell Kelly is. Right. Yeah, and marry me, and but don't tell anybody. <laughs> maybe his parents weren't ready for him to get married yet because he is what he's twenty.
1: I don't know That's, I, I, I can't remember I, when I can't he was born
2: me either but he's a year older yeah i, I remember when he turned 19 and she was mm-hmm. like oh he's so old but at the time she was about to be 18 <laughs> yeah, okay so i think they're close in age yeah <laughs> july 28th 1936 had to get up every hour last night so i came home and slept from 7 until 11 after dinner i rested some more i'm just about run down Grace and Jenny came up and we sat on the porch. I went to town with them and we went in to see Jack and LH. Mary-Kate was helping them work. We went to Allen's and got popsicles. I walked up the street with Cat and Ivan. After supper, I was bathing when Jack and LH came. We went after Jenny, got a watermelon and went to Moccasin Hole to eat it. We went for a little ride, put the other kids out, and Jack and I went up to the college okay now she's all like good friends with cat now mm-hmm. <laughs> like hi cat and i mm-hmm. you are no threat to me at all and we do know that they are lifelong friends yes and i have seen pictures of your mom uh, your grandmother mm-hmm. as an older woman with cat as an older woman at really? that there's that party and cats uh playing a guitar
1: i can't remember that picture mm-hmm, but okay mm-hmm.
2: yeah and they all have there's the hair from that era yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. beautiful ladies but yeah. yeah i've seen so they they will always be friends which mm-hmm. is pretty cool August 1st, 1936. I made a chocolate pie after dinner. We decided to go to Cape. Frances got off work. She, mother, Dean, Helen, and I went after a long search and finally found a pair of sandals that I'm going to have dyed pink. After supper, I went to town, went out to the rendezvous. A whole bunch came later. We came back with Jean. Jack was there. That's kind of like Jack was there, but he didn't bring her home. Oh, I mean, how do you know? Because she just said what? we came back with Jean. Oh, right. But Jack
1: was there. We came back with Jean. Maybe, Jack
2: was there. I don't well, know. Maybe he's trying to even keep their eh. whole relationship a secret now.
1: Ah, could
2: mm-hmm, be. Maybe so. Well, let's find out. August fifth, nineteen thirty-six. After supper, I was sitting on the porch. Mother told me to go find Helen. Went to town. Jack was down there. He walked home with me, and we sat on the porch. Said he loved me. It makes me so worried to read these things. Why? Because I know things.
1: (laughs) Yes, you do. You do know things.
2: Yeah. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) August 7th, 1936. After supper, I decided to go to choir practice. Went to town and stayed with Mary Ellen until time. She walked part of the way with me up to the church. I sang alto with the choir. I like it. When we came by town, Jack stopped me and came home with me. Dad was here. Francis and Helen came, and we four went riding. Picked up boots and took him. He and Francis sat on the porch. Jack and I sat in the car. He said he loves me. He's coming in hot.
1: Yes, he is.
2: I mean, this is nice. Uh, Francis has been dating Boots for a long time. Yeah. This is a. No- Francis gets into these long term relationships, right. and then we don't know what happens to them. They fizzle. I mean, you never hear Elizabeth say, like, oh, remember that guy back, Doine, back in Step Rock? Right. That was a year and a half. Right. And right. Elizabeth never even said, poor Francis is so sad about mm-hmm. Doine or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess she just makes up her mind that she's done and moves on because we know she doesn't marry Boots either. August 10th. 1936. After dinner, I went to the library, stayed until four, came home and embroidered. After supper, I sat around where there was a cool place, fixed a pallet in the dining room, and I'm retiring early after taking a lot of medicine. We have all been feeling sick lately, sore, tired, etc. Jack went to St. Louis this morning. We'll be back Wednesday. August 11th, 1936. Mary Kate came over and talked to me, Maxine took us down to her house. When she had to go to work, we went along. The rest of the girls came up. After supper, I went to town with Mary Kate at 7.30. I went to work for Maxine while she dated Lynn. Mother called and said Dad had come home. Maxine and Lynn came back at 10.45. He brought me home. Acted so crazy that I know he aroused the neighbors. Well, I guess I will have a date tomorrow night. When I first read that, I thought she meant with Lynn... Because he brought her home and they were acting crazy and they were... Uh Uh-huh. But I guess she's talking about... Jack. Jack will be back on Wednesday and... That's the date that she's expecting to have. Yeah. And she's looking forward to it. She's excited. August 12th, 1936. Set my hair this morning, bathed and helped with supper tonight. Jack was supposed to come, but he didn't get back in time. Dean, Helen, and I started for a ride, went to the rendezvous where all the kids were dancing. August 13th, 1936. We washed this morning, had bought a ringer from Mrs. Harper. Leon nearly drove us crazy about it. After dinner, I took Helen and Nina to Lutesville to try to get subscriptions for magazines. Dean went too. Went back after supper and saw Ted feeding his dogs. Talked to him and took him home. He came over and brought boots. We all went to town. Bill was there, ate watermelon, and went riding. So a magazine salesman comes to town, Mm -hmm. like the redhead, who right. took in Maxine. Medicine shows come selling their things. Frances selling cosmetics, whatever side job she's got. I bet you were terrified to answer your door in the <laughs> yeah. 1930s in Marble Hill, because who, who knew what now? was out there trying to sell you something? <laughs> That's crazy. But I wonder if these kids are selling magazine subscriptions for schools like we did. Did you uh-huh. ever have to do that?
1: Yes, of course. Where you got that
2: little catalog? Yep. Hey, were you ever successful at it?
1: I think I sold some highlight magazines or something, maybe some Ranger Ricks. Yeah. Did,
2: <laughs> did you ever get one of the prizes? I can't like remember. they would have things like radios.
1: Yeah. No, and I don't I, think I ever got a prize.
2: I think the only thing I ever got was for selling, like, maybe one subscription to my mom. And yeah. you got that cord that looked like it came off a vacuum cleaner and you'd spin around and go, whoa, whoa. Oh,
1: whoa. okay. Remember I made a those? Noise. Yeah.
2: that? Yeah. And that was like it
1: Whirly Bird or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: But I was never, I always wanted that damn radio. But <laughs> I never, I'm not a good salesman.
1: Yeah. Because if either. I
2: go to you and say, do you want this? And you say, no, I'll say, okay, please don't okay, be mad bye. at me. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, no, you wouldn't be a good
2: salesman. No, 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 no. I can't, I can't even sell myself. That didn't sound right. No, that didn't. <laughs> yeah, no. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. you know, promote myself is <laughs> right. a, a much okay. better word than... Shameless self-promotion. <laughs> yes. I'm not that good at it. Right. Anyway. August 14th, 1936. Took Leon to get the butter. Rested after dinner. Francis, Leon, and I went to the creek after some water. Francis and I went after Helen at Virginia's, picked up Dean, went for a little ride. Jack called and said he'd be up. Lynn called and said he'd be up at 11.15. Jack came after supper. We sat on the porch. He wanted to go to town, so I didn't take the car to get mother when Dad said we could. I guess I did act too hateful, but he vexes me at times, so he went home early. I'm going to Arkansas with Dad Monday morning to visit all my relatives. Okay, I'm going to take this in one in order because I thought this was interesting. But now they're going to the creek, they're hauling water. Remember a couple episodes ago their well went dry? Mm-hmm. So this heat wave has oh, dried right. up their well and now they're back to lugging water right. from the creek.
1: Yeah. Ooh, it weird. also
2: makes me think that's Crooked Creek. Yep. So they couldn't have been too far from it. So maybe someone mm. had said they thought they knew the house that the yes. souls had lived in. Yes. Maybe that's how we'll know if they're accurate, okay. like how far away from the creek it is. Yeah. Also, mm. l- why is Lynn calling her saying he'd be up at 1115? Maybe this is just him being a friend but, oh let me sit with you at the telephone office right so you're not alone up there but then she and Jack get in a fight yeah what yeah. why is he vexing her well so they're working each other's nerves now but I love that she's going to Arkansas. This is like we get to go back to Arkansas for a minute. I'm just as excited about this trip oh, as maybe she was. We're going to get to see all these oh, old names. Oh, really? Are
1: we for real? Yeah, 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 for okay. real. So, yeah. So here I we miss go. Them.
2: She's going on Monday. Okay. So this next episode is the day before she leaves. Oh wow. August sixteenth, nineteen thirty-six. Went to Sunday school this morning. Frank Owen, a cute young preacher, preached. I sang in the choir. This afternoon, I just lay around and did a little bit of everything. Went in the car several times, got a watermelon, got some ice cream for supper. Francis and I went to Lutesville, and we got a Coke at Wards. Came back and went to church with Cat. We all drove up with Dick to town, hung around. Ted drove up and said he'd get boots and be back. We waited a while and came home, but they never did come. Jack went to the show tonight and took a bunch of boys. I guess he's mad at the way I acted. So here it is a night before her trip. Mm-hmm. She's going out of town for God knows how long. Jack didn't even come around. He goes to the show with a bunch of guy friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two. Yeah, really? They, they're like star crossed lovers. They're like ships uh-huh. passing in a night. I mean, just, they, can't get <laughs> they right. just can't seem to figure out how to make their relationship work. Hmm. But yeah, maybe but,
1: absence will make the heart grow fonder when she's in Arkansas.
2: Uh, that's it. Did, it worked when he went away exactly. to that other camp. Maybe you know her being gone for a while. If he doesn't date half a Marble Hill, <laughs> everything will be fine. <laughs> August seventeenth, nineteen thirty six. Got up at five, and Dad and I left at five thirty. After we got into Arkansas, I drove. Wow. Dad met with Mister Eaton at a drugstore. Ate lunch at Walnut Ridge came by Newport to see Tommy in a Kroger store, but he had been transferred to Little Rock. We got here at Aunt Ella's about 7.45. I drove from Bald Knob. Reva and I had a big, long talk about everyone. Prince and Isom stopped by a few minutes. Just before supper, Uncle Barney, Aunt Bertie, Wanda, Ruby, and Bobby Jane came. We fried chicken and made banana ice cream. We sat around and talked. Then we all went back to Circe. Oh, I just love hearing Tommy all these Bird, names. I, know. I love. She's like, "Hey, can we stop and see Tommy yes. Bird? But now this starts his life in Little Rock. So yeah. I guess in 1936, this is when this is when
1: he went to. Little he's good, and
2: I'm telling you, I still haven't heard from his son's family. <laughs>
1: uh huh.
2: driving me nuts. Uh huh. I even. <laughs> i even went to okay tommy's granddaughter's son's facebook who looks like a senior in high school Uh (laughs) and i dm'd him and i was like please 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 don't think i'm some weirdo sliding into your dms (laughs) but please ask your mom to check her dms because i'm really trying to get in touch with her and everything is fine it's just a long lost old family story that i would like to share with her and Uh and your grandfather
1: (laughs) or it would be great and
2: which would be oh my god i think tommy bird's Son yeah. would love to know right. all this stuff.
1: Totally. Hopefully, so, they're listening. No. They're not? Because they've
2: made, I've talked There's about they, a, they I've DM'd them. Yeah. I have no response. No response. And his daughter, his granddaughter, so I guess it's his great grandson right. that I uh, slid into. Yeah. But his granddaughter has posted since I DM'd her. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's so frustrating. Does she well, not check her messages? Keep it up. Oh, I'm I'm not going. <laughs> no, this is this is the kind of stuff I live for. Yeah. But anyway, now uh, we're in Searcy, which is exciting. August 18th, 1936. Daddy took Reva, Aunt Ella, Grandpa and me this morning. We left about eight and went to Step Rock. Saw all of dad's folks. Went to the store and the schoolhouse and saw all the kids. Stopped at the Caps and saw Henley came on to Pangburn about 11 Doyne's home on vacation we went down to see Ethel and her kids after dinner we went back to get the car and we drove around seeing people I wonder if they drove by the little house they made you know they did, yeah, I'll
1: bet they did. I wish
2: she had said something about such and such as living in the little house we built yeah. I wish she had gotten even more sentimental mm-hmm. like I saw Henley and we talked about old times or... Yeah.
1: but she didn't go there
2: no she never goes deep
1: well you know it was across the street from Henley's house, pretty much.
2: Pretty much near the gate So caps. they must yeah. have passed it. Yeah, yeah surely they would right. have stopped. Yeah. I mean, they pro- probably would have driven up if no one was in it and looked around.
1: Mm. Yeah, that would be neat if she would have.
2: Wouldn't that neat? Yeah. I can see this on the Netflix special, too. Mm, I can see mm-hmm. it on the Netflix special as if the house is uninhabited, mm-hmm. and they go drive up and looking at it, and there are like some vines growing it's on it, empty. and it's all dusty and empty, mm-hmm. and, but it was their house. mm
1: mm-hmm. See, yeah. I'm,
2: I'm writing the script for you, Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. Just help us out here. Mm-hmm. August 19th, 1936. Reva and I went down to Ethel's to see her and Opal this morning a while. After dinner, we got ready and Doyne came by to take us to Cersei. We went to Aunt Bertie's. Ruby and Jane came. Went out to the swimming pool. Gee, I wish I could see Jack. August 20th, 1936. Reva, Wanda, and I went to the bus station and had to wait for it to come. We left Circe at 9.25 and came to Judsonia. Mildred and Mona were downtown, got in with them and got a Coke. Rode around a little after dinner. I took the girls riding. We went out to see Girlie. She came back to Ava's with us. We had watermelon, but it wasn't too good. I took Mona and Riva in the little milk truck to town. After supper, we got ready and went to the show at Cersei. Stopped on the way to see J.B. Barnes at the shop. August 22nd, 1936. Dad and I left Aunt Ella's at 7.30. Drove to Carlisle, where we had to wait for Mr. Snyder. Waited at the Guild a long time. Went to the drugstore with all the men. Left Carlisle at 11.30 and drove to Berkeley, where we had a little lunch. Boy, I mean we drove this afternoon. Stopped at west of Memphis for a Coke, got to Cape around 6.30 and let Mr. Snyder out. Dad and I had supper at the Manhattan. Got home about 8 and was glad to see everyone. Dick, Jean, Mary Ellen, Bill, and Dot came by for Francis to go to the rendezvous, and they asked me to go, so I did. I had a pretty good time, I guess, but I wanted to come home before I got too late. I'm so tired. Oh my gosh, that was just so fun. Taking a ride in a little milk truck.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and this was interesting. They went. It seems like everyone's doing a lot better
1: down there. Yeah, it sure does. I mean,
2: they're frying chicken. Right. They're ha- they're going to a show. I was thinking the same they're thing. They're having ice cream. They're going to the swimming pool. I mean, it seems well, it's like two
1: years later, right? Is that right? It's Roughly? more than two years okay. later because
2: they spent a whole year, almost a year and a half in Bells.
1: Well, FDR's programs are starting to kick in.
2: Yes, I was looking because, you know, I'm watching that U.S. and the Holocaust right. series right now. Yeah. Things get good, well, better. relatively. Speaking. And then there's another downturn in 37 to 38. Oh, really? Which is going to affect the Hartzell family as well. Mm-hmm. But right now, yeah, things were getting better. Right. And there was just that one last slump before it finally picked back up. And mm-hmm. it's coming. But mm-hmm. oh, I just love that they. And, and it was nice for me also to see Elizabeth and her dad come back. I don't want to use the words in victory,
0: mm-hmm. but. They're, mm-hmm. they're they're they're, they're fine destitute. now. They're not
2: leaving. They're not living off of all their generosity anymore. Right. They're not in a tent. Right. She's probably wearing new shoes. Yep. This is Dad's car. You love know. It. See ya, Daddy. Did it. Love it. Pulled us out of the tent. So that's that has to be a good feeling for her too. Mm-hmm. And, and a I good just scene love for our series. Oh my God, such a good scene. Mm-hmm. I get to go back to the old set. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God, it'd be so good. <laughs> August twenty fifth, nineteen thirty six. Francis and I baked oatmeal cookies this morning and muffins, too. Tried out a new jelly icing recipe. Jack came to bring coal oil just after dinner and ate one. I rested all afternoon. After supper, cleaned up and Jack came. Len and Maxine finally came. We sat on the porch and then walked to town, hung around a while. Francis walked home with us. Jack didn't stay long. August 26, 1936. "'Francis went to Cape with Dot. "'After dinner, I cleaned up and went to see Mary Ellen "'and fixed the copies of the songs we are going to sing "'in the Democrat rally on Tuesday. Boots called and asked me for a date. "'We talked a long time. "'After I had gone downstairs, Ted called, "'so I went back up and talked to him. "'Came home and told Francis all about it. "'We jumped around a long time. "'Went to town after supper. "'Ted and Boots came over. "'I wouldn't go.' They said they'd come back. Francis got mad and came home. I walked home by myself. Okay, we just were talking about how long Boots and Francis have been Mm -hmm. going out. And now he's calling and asking her sister out?
1: That's really weird. Right? And now
2: Ted's coming around and say, oh, hey, OK, let's maybe switch it up a little. This is,
1: <laughs> this is odd. I know. Like, and then
2: Francis, no wonder Francis got mad. She's right. been hanging out with Boots and now he's calling her little sister and now mm-hmm. he's coming up with Ted like, hey, it's no big deal. Ain't right. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. What in the world is happening here? But why did they jump around a long time about it? If she came home and told Francis, yeah. oh, my God, Boots called and asked me out.
1: They jumped jumped around around. like in excitement.
2: That's what I first thought when Mm -hmm. I read it. But maybe they jumped around like in anger. Like, Uh, are you kidding me?
1: What is happening?
2: Could be. Yeah, I don't don't know. Yeah, but that was weird. August 27th, 1936. It was so hot this afternoon. We just lay around and rested. Dot came up after supper. I talked to her until Francis got ready and they left. Bill came to see me. Francis came by and we all went to town, just hung around a while, danced in Allen's a little. I walked home by myself. Francis was with Boots. Jack came to town and got Len. They went off together somewhere. Gee, it's so hot and dry. I don't know what we'll do if it doesn't rain. So much weird stuff is happening. Francis is back with Boots. Bill (laughs) Teeters is coming around to see her. Jack is going off somewhere with Len. Not even hanging out with her. Have they even seen each? No. Yeah, they've only seen each other mm-hmm. once since you saw. So absence did not make the heart no, grow it didn't, fonder. Apparently.
1: What the heck? Yeah, really.
2: August twenty eighth, nineteen thirty six. Francis and I went down to Missus Chandler's after dinner, and we made some pom poms for the drill down in the basement. I came home to go after the kids. Couldn't get the key on took a refrigerator salesman's car to get back to Mrs. Chandler's and finished the things. Jack called while I was bathing, said he'd see me after practice. We practiced the drill in Mrs. Chandler's yard. Rode to town with Lucille. Jack wasn't there. Francis and I walked on home. Okay. Okay. Jack didn't show up. He said he was going to meet with mm-hmm. her. I love that they're going doing this drill for some excitable Democrats mm-hmm. <laughs> party. But I, on a side note, I do think this might be the Mrs. Chandler that taught Camille mm-hmm. and Carolyn piano. Sounds like it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to ask them if yeah. she was like... How old? Because remember, they think 40 was ancient when they were little kids. Right. So if this woman is already... I don't know how much older Mrs. Chandler is than Elizabeth. Right. She calls her Mrs. Mrs. Not like Francie or whatever. Right. So we'll have to see if I'll Mrs. Chandler was an old, old, old right. woman. Right. <laughs> yeah, in, in their young eyes. Yeah. Right. August 29th, 1936. Dad got home about four. Jack came up and said he'd be back about 8.30. He thought I got mad about last night. Francis and I went to Lutesville, stopped at Wards. Boots got us a Coke and talked a while. After supper, we took the kids to the picnic. I cleaned up, and Francis and I sang until Boots came. I sat on the porch and waited for Jack. After he came, we all acted crazy, went to town and got a Sunday. came home and sat on the porch. I told Jack I love him. He loves me, too now they're both saying it that's so good well, this is a perfect place to end today's episode because now they're both. Love. This is the first time she said she told him she I, loved him. I
1: yes. I feel I'm,
2: like he's been saying I love you, and she's been saying thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which you don't want to hear. Thank you. <laughs> has that ever happened to you? No. It happened to me one time. Thank Some boy you. was like, "I think I'm falling in love with you," and I said, "Oh, thank <laughs> you." <laughs> I was not falling in love with them. That's As funny. a matter of fact, I was at that moment. I remember sitting on his couch thinking, "How am much longer do I have to stay here before I can leave. <laughs> and then I felt sorry for him, which is my MO. But anyway, uh, they're in you. love with each other. They are,
1: it seems, today at least.
2: Today. Yeah. Yes. Will it last? Well, you're just going to have to come back to next week's episode I and love find it. out. Yay, Grandma. In the, in the meantime, don't forget, we are My Grandma's Diaries on all the things. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, a website. Just add the .com and come visit us and see what's going on. Yep. We love to hear from you guys. I uh, I like. Hey, I like even the bad reviews because someone wrote a bad review ab- about the show. It wasn't really bad. They liked the podcast, and we like them for liking it. Mm-hmm. And they had an, an issue about something that I said, and I don't really take umbrage to that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. Sometimes I think those reviews could be an email, yeah, <laughs> and then yes. I could say I like like what Deborah did at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. I appreciate her right. pointing out something i'm not going to take huge offense i'm not an expert your aunt carolyn called me a walking encyclopedia it's true, but i'm uh, not a very accurate one i'm basically <laughs> well, i'm like wikipedia yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you get corrected you get updated every now and
2: then I, and, and sometimes i need an update a- absolutely and by Amen. the way history changes What you know about history Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily what history Mm -hmm. is, right? Mm -hmm. You learn new things all the time. So I really don't mind it, but send me an email so that I can respond to you and say, I I hear you. I get you. You are seen by me. And thank you for still listening to the podcast, even though you don't like one thing I said.
1: Right? Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. And we can't respond to those comments. No,
2: because sometimes I'd like to and and say, hey, you misunderstood or, you know, don't leave. It can get frustrating. It's very frustrating because they can just say anything and we have no recourse. But right. it's, but, but, so, anyway, but most of it, most life. of them, 98% of them, you yeah. guys are so kind and we're Very. so grateful. And you keep us coming back every week. And until next Tuesday, y'all take care of yourselves, okay? Mm-hmm. Bye. I say bye. See ya. Hi, my name's Taryn from Abbotsford, British Columbia, Canada, and you're listening to My Grandma's Diaries.